0: In the world of travel, things are constantly changing. There's always something to learn about the places we go. Welcome,
1: welcome, welcome, welcome
0: to Destinations Beyond Expectations, a podcast designed for
1: students of travel. Welcome to DBE. I'm your host, Stevie G, and this is the podcast that is designed for students of travel. We've got a great episode today, but before we dive in, I want to let you know about a little giveaway I'm doing. How does a free Oakley backpack sound? Well, go check out the Destinations Beyond Expectations Facebook page and look for what I call the coffee video. The post will explain it, but if you share that video and your Facebook settings are such that I can see that you shared it, your name will be entered into a drawing to win a free Branson, Missouri-themed Oakley backpack. If you support DBE on Patreon, Your name will be entered twice if you share the post. You can become a patron by visiting patreon.com and typing in Destinations Beyond Expectations or simply go to dbetravel.com and look for the link to become a patron. All right, well, I'm back to do another Destination Rewind and my friend Anne LaRue is back as well to talk about London. Anne has had the opportunity to visit London on multiple occasions, but we'll be discussing a trip that she took right before COVID rocked the world where she visited her sister. Since we both live in the greater Orlando area, we decided to meet at the Crooked Can Brewery in Winter Garden to talk travel and enjoy a craft beer. I hope you enjoy my chat with Anne where we talk about her trip to London. Alright, and welcome back to Destinations Beyond Expectations. Thanks so much again for coming back to chat about a really cool trip you took.
0: Thanks so much for having me again. I was really excited when you re-asked me to be on the show, so excited to jump into this story.
1: Great. Now, before we get into the day-to-day for your trip, you went to London, Uh, how did this trip even come about? Can you tell me a little bit about that?
0: For sure, and um, you know, it's kind of funny because my last episode was about how to prep for a trip, and this trip I had really zero prep for. I actually uh, booked my flight three days in advance. Um, I'd accepted a new job, decided I had a couple weeks, so I thought I would go and surprise my sister who was living in London. Um, She was doing her master's over there, and so this was a complete surprise, and um, she had no idea I was coming. And uh, I kind of, you know, just went in with the thought that it's gonna be pretty spontaneous and hopefully she's excited to see me. So, um, bought my ticket. Um, I left on a Saturday night and um, arrived Sunday morning and that's kind of when the journey began. And uh, again, no real plans other than hoping that she was okay, that I was, <laughs> that I was coming over, so.
1: Perfect, well, let's actually, you know, let's get into it. So, awesome. let's start with Sunday, day one. Uh, take me through that day.
0: For sure day one. So I landed around 8 a.m. in the morning, Um, so I, you know, it's a kind of a long process to actually get into the city center of London, Um, lots of different steps, um, which I I find them all exciting. So um, I landed, I got my baggage, um, I boarded the Gatwick Express, which um, is actually an express train that takes you straight from the airport into the city center to uh, Victoria Station. Um, So typically this only takes about 20 to 30 minutes. But they were doing road work, so it actually ended up being an hour and a half. So, of course, you know, the anticipation is killing me, but um, we made it to the station. I hopped in a cab. Um, I personally like taking taxis in London rather than Ubers just because they're more um, traditional and the taxi cabs always know their way around really well. Um, so got in the cab, um, once I got to her street, I actually texted her and just said, hey, really missing you. Um, I can't sleep because, of course, it was the middle of the night. Um Back at home and so I said you know what are you up to and she sent back oh I'm so sorry like what's on your mind you know this is so unlike you and I said oh I don't know could be the weather or jet lag and then I snapped a selfie in front of her apartment building and sent it to her and then I could hear her running down the stairs and she was so excited she ran out she was in just her PJs so um, she was super excited and definitely not you know expecting it at all so that's kind of when the journey began and um, you know I said hey are you okay if i are you okay if i stay with you um you know i don't really have anywhere else to stay and so of course she said yes and um from there we actually, you know, kind of got ready and we headed out um, to Covent Garden, which is one of our favorite areas of London. It's it's a kind of an older part of it. They have a beautiful um, market and uh, gardens like it's called, lots of restaurants and shops and uh, we just kind of walked around there and um, you know just did our normal did our normal loop that we usually do because I've been to London many times and this is the area we typically stay in. Um, so after that, we got home. I needed to take a little bit of a nap. I was fading just a bit. <laughs> and um, we got ready for dinner, and we went to this really awesome um, Vietnamese spot that was right on the um, end of her street, and it was called Kim Chi. And I yeah it was it was really good and we got there in time for happy hour apparently um, it was buy one get one and so i was like great i'm gonna order two for the price of one and so i ordered and then the waitress walked away because apparently it's not really a thing to do over there you get two because it's one for you and one for the other person but I wanted I wanted two for myself. I was like I had a long journey today so <laughs> but it was really delicious food. So wait, um,
1: how did that end up? Did you did you end up getting your second drink oh, for yourself? Course. Okay, of course. Of course I did. Yes, good, good.
0: and my sister got two as well and they were amazing. Um and it was a really interesting um, restaurant set up and they had long tables instead of individual tables, so Talk
1: to me about the food. Did yeah. you guys get food? How was it? Yeah,
0: definitely. So it was Vietnamese. Um I got I I think I got like this noodle bowl that had a bunch of veggies and um, obviously noodles I think there was some pork and chicken in it um, and then we also got some dumplings to start off with um, and some enamame and it was yeah it was fantastic it was just what I needed after a long trip so we, um, we, we went there. We finished up that. Um, <laughs> we took a little little uh, London photo shoot for my sister because she kind of wanted a picture on her street that she'd been living on. So that was fun. Um, and then we headed off to one of my personal favorites uh, of this trip. We went to a place called Sushi Samba, which is a very well-known place. Um, I guess a high-end sushi chain and they have them in a lot of different uh, big cities across Europe. I think there's even one maybe in Miami Um, and so we headed there and um, it's actually on I think it's the 38th and 39th floor of a big skyscraper. So um, you take this amazing elevator that has glass on all four sides and you just kind of shoot up the side of the building and um, you get to see the city just kind of start to get smaller and smaller and once you got to the top the view was unbelievable so we got a couple drinks there enjoyed the view got very cold (laughs) so we didn't stay too long um but that was that was uh day one so that was our first our first uh adventure together i guess
1: perfect so that's day one let's move on to day number two in london
0: Two. All right, so day number two. Um, early in the morning, my sister actually had class, so thankfully I was able to get my 13 hours of sleep in because <laughs> I needed to catch up from the night before. How much?
1: Do you know how much sleep you were running on about until that time?
0: Oh, um, I'm not a big uh, sleeper on planes, so I was probably on maybe two two to three hours and uh, I'm a big sleep person so that was a little bit rough for me but I've done it before you kind of have to go in with the mentality you're going to be tired so um, got some great sleep on the old futon in her apartment and uh, (laughs) and we started our day so when she got back from class um, we decided to go walking so Um, We walked through um, her campus. She goes to the London School of Economics. Um, She's studying organizational and social psychology. So she was able to show me her buildings that she has classes in. It's a really cool um, campus. Uh, There's a big park in the middle. Um, And then we just started walking um, towards the bus station that we were uh, catching a bus. Um, We got some coffee on the way, um, some avocado toast, which you know, that's, that's my favorite. So well, <laughs> a typical millennial.
1: Yeah. You have that whole avocado story.
0: I do have an avocado story, uh, to, to sum it up a uh, couple months ago, I actually uh, sliced my hand opening an avocado. So, um, you know, I needed, ended up needing surgery to fix the nerve that I cut. So yeah, avocados and I have a very love hate relationship, <laughs> but I do enjoy eating them. Um, <laughs> but it was, a uh, it was, you know, it was good, uh, good meal to have before we were cont- continuing our day. And we even found a street that was called Queen's Anne Queen Anne's Walk. So maybe me, of course, I needed a photo underneath the sign, typical tourist, because um, my name is Anne. Um, so after that, we um, caught the bus to Camden Market. Um, Camden Market is a really cool area of London. It's very um, kind of quirky and edgy, um, very artsy. There's a lot of different um, vintage shops and costume shops, um, and it's set right on a canal, so you can actually watch the boats go by Um, they have a lot of different markets um, whether it's you know selling uh, gifts or uh, you know jewelry clothing bags etc they have that and they also have a big food market as well so you can get pretty much anything you want so it's really fun to just walk around people watch um I think personally I got maybe a knockoff designer purse for about $20 or $30, uh, typical girl. <laughs> and then I also got a really cool vintage Levi's jacket as well. So those were kind of my highlights from that little that little time. Um, so after that um, we came back to, uh, to her flat and we changed because our next stop was afternoon tea. So um, Super
1: British thing to do. Oh,
0: very British thing to do. I actually had never done it before or done it the right way. Um, so we had scheduled only a couple hours before um, afternoon tea at the Rosewood, which is um, a, a beautiful hotel in central London, um, you know, Their website was maybe a little deceiving on the price. It ended up being quite a bit more than I was expecting, but um, definitely worth it. And, you know, a couple things I actually learned during afternoon tea, which I had no idea going into it. Um, So they'll bring you, you know, kind of your first round of tea. So you can try that. And they'll bring you, you know, the little bit of, I don't know if they call them appetizers or not, so the first round of food, and then they bring you the finger sandwiches. Apparently, my sister's favorite. Apparently, they'll keep bringing them to you as long as you keep saying you like them. But for me, I thought it was going to be, you know, we were going to get charged more. So when he asked if we liked them, I was like yeah they're they're really good but i think we're good for now and she's you know kicking me under the table (laughs) trying trying to let me know that if we get more we can take more home and so anyways i thought that was kind of a little bit of a funny thing i had no idea about. right because we
1: would think as americans you know like that's Exactly. Like, we're good, we're good. Yeah, we're we're good. They're
0: going to charge us. So, um, same thing when they said, Oh, would you like to try a new tea or a champagne? (laughs) Apparently, it came with the the whole package, but um, I ended up saying no to that, anyways. Um, And the cool part about this, um, about this uh, specific. afternoon tea was that it was actually all inspired by um, a local artist and I I don't remember what that that name of that artist was however every piece of the of the um, afternoon tea was inspired by a piece of artwork um, or his style and so um, you know the desserts came out and they actually had um, on there kind of painted the actual art piece that he had that was on exhibit in the hotel so I thought that was really cool that it was inspired by um, someone's, you know, work of art. So, um, that was that was interesting to me anyways.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: So, um After afternoon tea, um, we went back to her flat and uh, she actually had to get ready for a networking event because, of course, you know I came spontaneously and she had other things planned. But I was actually able to um, reach out to a friend that lived in London um, and she was able to meet me after um, she got done with work. So we went to a new area of London that I'd never been to before. Um, It's called the Coal Drops Yard and it's right there on the water um, off of a... I believe it was King's Cross um, Station. And we walked there. It was kind of a double-decker outside mall, sort of, but with restaurants and shops everywhere. Um, actually, most of the shops were closed because it was later in the evening, but the restaurant that we were going to um, was a Mexican place called Plaza Pastor. Um, super great drinks, super great food. I was able to catch up with my friend, and then my sister came, came along a little bit later after her event. Um, had a really great night. I thought it was so fun to just say hey I'm in town would you like to meet for a drink and so you know have a friend who would actually do that so um, really great evening and after that walked back to the train station and um, we caught the tube which I haven't talked much about um, but the tube is kind of London's version of a subway similar to what New York or some of the other big cities have and so it's a very efficient way to get around London I personally like to alternate taking transportation above ground and below ground because you, of course, like to see the sights as well. Um, but this is kind of the way that I would get around. I actually keep my tube card, or it's called an oyster card, in my wallet at all times, just in case I just happen to find myself in London. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so that, that kind of brought us to a close on day two. And really quick, before we yeah. get into
1: day three, I noticed that now you've had, what, it was was it Vietnamese your first day or Thai?
0: Vietnamese was the first day, yep.
1: Vietnamese, you had tea time, and then now time. you've had a, you were at a Mexican restaurant. Mexican
0: restaurant, so. Um, you're
1: getting a lot of international cuisine. Would you say, as somebody who's never been to London,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, is, would you say, like, um, London's a pretty international city?
0: Definitely, and, um, you know, I've always said that it's a melting pot, so you don't, you well, you rarely see people in central London that are from central London or that are even from England. A lot of the different, you know, restaurants and eateries are all pe- people from all over the world because they want to come here because... I mean, to, to put it lightly, everyone speaks English, and a lot of other nations speak English as well or can get by with it. Um, so definitely there are a lot of different cuisines and different kind of people, um, so huge melting pot, definitely.
1: So you would say day two is a success? Definitely
0: a success.
1: The Kaleidoscope Adventures online events continue, and I'm very excited to announce that on October 29th at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern, world-famous orchestral conductor Joanne Folletta will be the featured guest. Joanne will be joined by notable music educator and the host of the After Sectionals podcast, Darcy Vogt-Williams, to talk about embracing your ensemble's personality. I know DBE has a lot of listeners in the music world, and this is an event you won't want to miss. Joanne currently serves as the music director for the Buffalo Philharmonic Orchestra She's made history by becoming the first woman to lead a major American ensemble, and she's performed and conducted all over the globe. I'm super excited to be part of yet another Kaleidoscope online event, and make sure to go check out the show notes for details on how to register so you can be a part of this wonderful webinar. Day three. All right, perfect. So let's go on to day number three.
0: All right, so day number three, My sister and I are, uh, we used to be college athletes, so we still like to work out. So we actually headed to her local gym um, where I got to meet her personal trainer. Um, He's actually been training her at the time for almost six months since she's been there. Um, She came over with actually a knee injury, so he's helped her get back to full strength so that she can walk and explore the whole city. so that that's kind of what we started off with. Um, after that, she had to head off to class, and I just kind of continued to walk around her neighborhood, um, go to see you know a couple of our old favorite spots that we've been to, um, shopped around a bit, and then I was able to meet her and one of her one of her friends um, for uh, coffee. So we got to go to this really cute coffee shop, which London is uh, full of them, as much as afternoon tea is a very British uh, tradition, coffee is as well. So. Um, after that uh, we kind of had a more relaxing afternoon I probably took a nap because I was exhausted um, and then uh, this was one of my favorite nights actually um, we took the train to Liverpool Street um, not too far away and we walked to Brick Lane um, which is actually known for um, its quirky shops um, you know record shops and also it's Indian food so some people will say that London is actually known for their Indian food. It's the best place in the whole world to have Indian food other than in India. So I had actually never experienced it before, and she um, she said, you know, we have to do this while you're here. So I, I love food, pretty much anything I'll try, so I was game for this. Um, so we walked around, went into a couple little shops, and then we got to sit down at this Indian restaurant, which was just about a street away from the from the main drive which we typically like to do because that's what the actual non-touristy um, restaurants typically are um, so so we went into this spot I think it's uh, it's lost my I've lost the memory of what the name of it was but um but it was awesome we walked in told the waiter just order us your favorite things on the menu oh
1: that's like my strategy for everything
0: yes yes that's i i'm very indecisive so you know i'm like if they work here and they say it's good we're gonna get it so we got just a full platter of all this different kind of food um we got the uh Again, jogging my memory to know what it's called exactly, but it's um, a typical Indian um, bread that they serve um, with garlic and, um, you know, different herbs on it. And so we got that to start off with with some different kinds of spreads. Amazing. And, um, and then we got, you know, our entrees. Um, they even had us try um, some, like, uh, Indian-inspired um, uh, beverages. They weren't alcoholic, but they were still really, really good, and they paired well with the food. Um, and we even had the chef make us his, his special sauce, which he wouldn't tell us what was in it because it was special. But um, it went really well with all of the food, so I think that was one of my favorite memories. Was just kind of asking, you know, give us what your best thing on the menu is, and we're gonna we're gonna eat it, and we definitely enjoyed it for sure.
1: So yet another wrinkle in your international cuisine there in London.
0: Oh yeah, we definitely had to end the day on that because we were for sure both in food comas <laughs> from eating all of that. So. That completes the, that next day. and uh...
1: Perfect. So now we can go to day number four.
0: Day four. All right, so day number four, my last full day in London, um, is uh, one that I definitely made some pretty special memories and also felt pretty nostalgic over. Um, We got to go and visit the area that I had lived in when I had studied abroad my senior year of college um, over the summer. I only lived there for about a month, but I still got to experience a lot during that time. So we took the tube, like I had mentioned earlier, um, to Old Street Station in Shoreditch. Um, Shoreditch is a really cool area of London. I would probably um, compare it to maybe like Brooklyn in New York City or something, a little bit more on the kind of artsy side of things. Um, They have a lot of cool buildings and um, art galleries and, um, you know, street art, that sort of thing. So I loved living over there. It was definitely a lot of, uh, there were definitely a lot of people, you know, around my age that lived there um, and a lot to do every night of the week so we went over there um, I got to go to the little cafe I would go to every morning
1: before class. Do you remember the name of that cafe?
0: So I definitely do. Um, it was named Pitfield London. Um, and again, I had to get my avocado toast, um, <laughs> like I mentioned before, and a cappuccino. They had really, um, really good ones. And I really remember the um, china that they served it in. I don't know why, but the um, the plates and the tea and the coffee cups, um, they were all very interestingly designed Um, and I just remember looking at them every day and them making me happy, so.
1: So I gotta ask, (laughs) when you were studying abroad over in London the first time, was, like, an avo toast and, like, a cappuccino your go-to order? Or did you switch it up? Like, what...
0: You know, during the week, I definitely would get the avocado toast with um, with probably scrambled eggs on top. Now on the weekends, um, we definitely switched it up, and we would get a full English breakfast. Um, and if you've never experienced that, you definitely should. It what is, is that?
1: Like, can you explain? It that? is a
0: huge platter of you get eggs and um, sausage and um, usually some kind of like bacon, um, potatoes, um, t- tomatoes. So roasted tomatoes. Um, sometimes you would even even get some of the items that I didn't necessarily care for um, like the black pudding um, and I something else that was liver of some sort that I (laughs) tried to stay away from but anyways you would get a massive plate of food so it It would
1: be enough to get you through your day oh
0: it was definitely that was kind of where the original brunch started for me I think so yeah I would definitely eat that after you know either a night going out or a long week at school Um, and so uh, yeah it was definitely definitely worth all of the most likely all of the calories in it, um, and uh, definitely would enjoy that on the weekends. But during the week, I tried to stick to my to my go-to.
1: <laughs> cool.
0: Yep. Well, um, during that day, um, when we went to Shortage, uh, we got to walk around again where I was living, um, we got to walk all the way to um, one of my favorite markets called Spittlefield Market um, and this is kind of um, an open air mall slash market um, again you can find a lot of different foods and um, shopping you know shopping booths that sort of thing and I just love markets I think it's something that I look to do in almost every city that I go to because you're going to find the local um, you know, pieces whether it's jewelry or whether it's um, handmade clothing or something along those lines um, I'm actually as we're speaking, I have two rings on right now that I've gotten in markets before, and you know, just a good story to tell people. So, typically, you know, I don't need the the big uh, priced items, I guess, to bring back, but something small that I can remember for it's sure. It's a cool thing
1: too. You look down at your ring and you think about maybe your time that you spent yeah. in that location.
0: Definitely, definitely true. And. Um, so you know we got to explore that little um, market area, and then um, we ended up at a flower shop so my sister could get some um, new plants and flowers for her uh, apartment flat, and that was really fun, although very difficult to <laughs> carry with us through uh, through the tube station. but you know we made it back there in one piece, and so did the plants. Um, so then the, the last night we were there, um, I actually ran and just got something quick on my own. My sister had class. Um, but afterwards, um, it was a really special moment because I got to go and meet all of her classmates. Um, and I was sitting at a table with maybe 12 different people that she's, you know, gotten to know through this program. And I think there were 12 different countries represented. And I just thought that was such a cool moment to see all of these people getting along, sharing stories, sharing drinks at the pub. And they were all, you know, they all had different backstories and different experiences and I think that that just was like a good showing of what London was and how many people around the world come there like a melting pot like I was mentioning earlier so that was a really cool um, last evening I guess and um, you know, I always love to go to the pubs in England because that's definitely what they're known for and they each have their own different brews that you get to try and um, I, you know, I loved experiencing that with uh, my sister and with her, all of her friends.
1: Perfect. So was that all you, that was it for day number four?
0: That was it for day number four. Um, We walked just, all we did was we just walked home after that. Um, She lived pretty close to campus and that was a wrap. Day five.
1: Perfect. So day five was your checkout day of of London, right? That's when you left to go back home.
0: Yep, exactly. So, um, so, you know, definitely a bittersweet date. um, And uh, we, you know, packed up. Uh, and we drove, well, we took a taxi to um, the train station that I was going to catch my um, my Gatwick Express, which was 30 minutes this time, um, back to the airport. Um, but we made a stop first at a... Um, danish bakery so we got all the different (laughs) cuisines um and we uh we got some um, bakery items i also got avocado toast man i had a lot of avocados on this trip um and we you know we got to say our goodbyes and talk about you know our favorite parts of the trip i think reflecting on a trip is so important because i think that makes you remember it that much more um so we definitely you know went through that um kind of a hard goodbye because i didn't know when i was going to see her next but um I actually was off to another adventure. I was flying halfway around the world to um, Arizona where I was uh, going to work on a dude ranch um, and uh, work there for the next two weeks until I started my new job, but that's another story for another time.
1: <laughs> I would love to get in that story sometime because that's that's a really that's probably a neat story in itself too. Um, cool, so some follow-up questions. Uh, I guess the first thing that comes to mind is how much how much avocado do you think you've eaten in your life compared to like the regular a regular person
0: you know I, I would love to say that I, I am a regular person when it comes to that but I just think I've, I've had quite a bit more than the normal person um, but thankfully it's good for you it's a superfood so I don't think it was uh, too too harmful for me Oh
1: it's definitely a good thing it's definitely a good thing um, but talk about is this the first time you've traveled to surprise a friend or family member? Talk about the impact of that, because, I mean, that's that makes a, a trip really unique in itself.
0: Yeah, this was definitely the first time that I've surprised a family member or friend, um, especially on the international level. Um, and that was, you know, kind of the hardest part was there was a time change. I booked my flight three days in advance. There's a lot of different things that, you know, I guess could go wrong. But the fact that I was going into it with maybe no high expectations but just the expectation that I'd be able to get to see um, my sister and to enjoy a city that we both love I think that that was enough for me to you know make the jump across the pond so um, you know it was definitely a special trip and again I've been many times before um, and I can talk about um, you know other ideas for you if you were going to London for the first time but um, you know for me just exploring by the streets walking around that's that's, you know a good enough surprise and trip for me
1: Yeah, let's talk about that, because you spent a few solid days there in London, but obviously you can't do everything in, what, like four days? Uh, but you've been to London before, so what what did you not get, uh, get to see on that trip that maybe you'd recommend for people who are visiting London for maybe the first time or maybe repeat uh, travelers that just haven't checked out the whole city? What would you recommend?
0: Definitely, and I have been lucky to have gone back there many times, um, so I have done, you know, most of the touristy sites and um you know the typical uh you know london icon places but definitely would recommend um you know taking a day just to walk you know you you never know what you're going to find around the next corner um and a lot of the different sites are within walking distance of each other for example um going to see parliament and big ben you know one of the biggest sites in london um you know the, the last couple times i've been there it's actually been under construction But I actually heard this while I was over there that because it's such an icon, if anything were to happen, any kind of disaster in London were to happen, the scaffolding holding up the renovation would actually be able to drop immediately to present to the icon to make sure that um, the people and the other nations knew that it was a strong nation. So I just thought that that was a really cool Piece of information that sometimes you don't learn unless you're over there. So um, definitely, definitely a good place to start. Um, Westminster Abbey, very iconic church. Um, again, you can walk from there to the Royal Mews, which has all of the different um, uh, carriages that the Royals will have um, ridden in during parades with the horse, the horse-drawn carriages. Um, a lot of uh, the different um, armory that they would wear as well. Um, And then that takes you to Buckingham Palace, which, um, of course, is one of the most iconic castles in the world, um, where the Queen lives, Um, right next to Hyde Park, which is a massive park, and they always hold different events. I've been there to see, you know, concerts and um, and different festivals and that sort of thing. So all of that, again, you can do from walking distance. And then from there, if you want to go with more on the museum side of things, definitely would recommend the Tower of London. Um, It gives you a lot of the history of London and, um, you know, you get to see, uh, you know, the crown jewels and, um, you know, where, where the soldiers would soldiers or whatever whatever they called the <laughs> the people fighting for um, the, the nation of um, England, um, where they would kind of uh, stay protected. And um, of course, the Tower Bridge is right there as well, a very iconic um, spot in London. And, uh, you know, great for that photo off that <laughs> everyone goes uh, to different places for. Um, and then as far as some of the more uh, you know, historical uh, spots. Um, the British Museum is massive, and you definitely cannot do it in one day. Um, but would highly recommend it. I have done it on multiple occasions, um, and they have everything from dinosaur exhibits to um, to just you know historical London pieces. And um, I just I just think that that's a really really great spot if you do have an extra day to do a full day in a museum. Um, other than that. You can see um, London from a different point of view Um, by boat is a really, really cool way to see London um, going down the Thames, which is the river that runs through um, the middle of central London. And I have been able to take a dinner cruise on, um, on a boat there. And that was awesome because you got to see it, you know, every, everywhere you looked, you got to see London. Um, and then from another point of view, the London Eye, which is the massive Ferris wheel that is in central London, you can also take a trip around that and you can see every inch of it as well. So those are two, you know, different points of view that you can get of, um, of the great city of London and would definitely recommend those.
1: Nice. Now you spent a few uh, solid days there in London. Was there any one or maybe two particular things that jumped out on the trip that we just reviewed uh, that really stuck out to you that were maybe your favorite parts of the trip?
0: For sure. I think one of them was the food that we had. Uh, Other than avocado toast, we definitely (laughs) got to try a lot of different cuisines that maybe I hadn't um, experienced in London, especially that Indian food. I definitely think that that was one of my favorite nights that we got to just kind of try a whole smorgasbord. I think that's the name. Nice word.
1: Yeah, nice. (laughs) Thank
0: you. Thank you. Um, Of food and um, experiment with that. And uh, so I would say definitely that was one of of my favorite parts. And for me, too, I love just, again, like I've said – walking around the market. So Camden market that first day, um, was just really fun and exciting to wake up. You're in London. What are we going to do? Let's go and, um, you know, people watch and see the culture of London and the canals with all the boats and, um, the different vendors that they had, the vintage shops. It just all around that, you know, afternoon, um, it really made me feel like uh, I was in um, a specific song by one of my favorite artists, Taylor Swift. It, the the lyric says, "Walking Camden in the afternoon," and I did that, so I was I was pretty pumped about that. That I was living her song. So
1: <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah.
0: So I would say those two um, moments were my favorite. Um, I've had so many different great memories um, in London from going to Wimbledon and then going and visiting friends um, in different areas of uh, England outside of London, trying rooftop places and different um, eateries, but um, it's definitely always who you're with and that makes makes it the best.
1: Perfect. Um, now, this is your first time in Winter Garden and we're, <laughs> we're right now at the Crooked Can and you are sipping the Plant Street Pills, which I believe is a limited edition beer, what do you think? Do you like the Crooked Can? How's the beer?
0: I love it. It's a great location. Um, thank you for recommending we come here. I think it's exciting that we're in the same city. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't never been to Crooked Can. I have tried a couple of their um, beers before, I believe. Um, but this one is great. You know, I definitely need to catch up with you because um, I've been doing so much talking. But a uh, very good recommendation. and definitely would recommend Winter Garden. For sure, we'll come back here.
1: Perfect. Now, before we... Close the interview here. Um, again, you're for for anyone that didn't listen to the first episode with you featured on it. Um, you're you have the Instagram page uh, Travel Anywhere. Um, for anyone that didn't listen to that first episode, can you talk again about Travel Anywhere and then tell the listeners out there where you can where they can find you?
0: For sure. So the first episode, like I mentioned earlier, was about prepping for a trip. Um, So definitely something that I'm passionate about. Um, And that's kind of where I got my inspiration for Travel Anywhere. Um, And uh, you can find it on Instagram. Um, Right now we're just on social media. Hopefully I would like to expand it to um, building a website or a blog eventually as well. Um, But if you would like to look me up, um, it's just going to be travel, T-R-A-V-E-L underscore, Anywhere, which is A-N-N-I-E W-H-E-R-E so travel anywhere my name is Ann so it just kind of it just kind of worked um, <laughs> but uh, so, so yeah it's a site that I've kind of been able to showcase the different places that I've been um, but also um, you know on my Instagram story I talk a lot about tips and tricks for packing um, the highlights of trips that I've been on or that I'm currently on um, you know the different luggage that I like the different flight sites that I use etc so
1: Perfect. Well, thanks again for coming on uh, to talk about London. And I hope to have you back on sometime soon to talk about another trip or another topic about travel. I really appreciate you chatting with me.
0: Awesome. Definitely would love to come back. And I love talking about London. And uh, this has been great. So thank you so much for having me on the show. And look forward to the next episode.
1: Make sure you go check out Anne's Instagram page, Travel Underscore Anywhere, And if you have any questions about London, don't hesitate to shoot her a message. I'm sure she would love to hear from you. You can catch her other episode called Trip Prepping 101 with Anne LaRue, which is a few episodes back, and you can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and any of the other audio streaming sites. Or you can go to dbetravel.com, where you'll find it in the Episodes tab. Make sure to visit the Destinations Beyond Expectations Facebook page so you can share the video for the chance to win a free Oakley backpack and make sure to go check out the show notes for details on how to attend the next Kaleidoscope Adventures online event that features Joanne Folletta. I had a great time learning about London. I hope you did too. And I think that's all I've got for this week. So I will talk to you soon.
0: Destinations Beyond Expectations is brought to you by Kaleidoscope Adventures. If you need help planning your next student group trip, Kaleidoscope Adventures is the name you need to know. Visit them at www.mykatrip.com or give them a call at 800-774-7337 when you're ready to plan your next school trip. Again, that's www.mykatrip.com or call them at 800-774-7337.